the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Paul Kengor, he is a professor at, we love Grove City College, executive director of the Institute for Faith and Freedom, author of, amongst other things, The Politically Incorrect Guide to Communism. My favorite, Dupes, How America's Adversaries Have Manipulated Progressives for a Century, and his latest, oh, I highly recommend it, The Devil and Karl Marx. Professor Kengor, did you eat turkey? For Thanksgiving? Well, I, I did, Seb, and I'm probably your only guest today, and uh, an honor to be among those names, but I don't think any of the others raised their own turkey like I did, right? Well, I don't know. I don't think so. We haven't. We get Charlie Hurt on now and again, and I know he's a farmer. I don't think General uh, Flynn or Sean or Chris Buskirk did. I am very impressed. Professor <laughs> and farmer. Um, Paul, let's talk about your latest piece. It's uh, Pennsylvania Bombshell is the title. And I'll just, I'll just read one sentence. Well, first, you open it with, with this lovely phrase. There are landslides and then... There are landslides. And you go on to write the following. What surfaced during the hearings in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, on November 25th, 2020, may set the standard for electoral outrageousness. Please expand. Yeah, and and this was this was Thanksgiving Eve, Seb, and and it was these were hearings that were held at the Wyndham Hotel in Gettysburg. They started about twelve thirty in the afternoon. They ran for about four hours. They were convened by Senate Republicans in Pennsylvania, so that would be you know, uh, Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Senate, the Senate Majority Policy Committee, um, Doug Mastriano it, at his request. And they had testifying there was a retired colonel named Phil Waldron, who's a former combat officer. He has a background in Army information, electronic warfare. Uh, Rudy Giuliani was there, of course, the, the Trump legal team. And, and, I, and I saw this on Wednesday night. I saw it reported by Greg Kelly of Newsmax. That was the only source that I saw report this. And, and Waldron dropped an absolute bombshell. He, he, he said... That, that there is a batch of votes, what, what you call a spike anomaly in the voting, that they recorded 570,000 votes for Joe Biden versus only 3,200 for Donald Trump. 570,000 for Biden versus 3,200 for Trump. That'd be, that'd, that'd be 99.4% for Biden and 0.6% for Donald Trump. And, and, and this, according to Waldron, happened in about 90 minutes in the state of Pennsylvania. And I saw this. My, my jaw hit the floor. 
Um, you know, I checked other sites. I, I Googled the next day. I looked for other sources to see if anybody reported this. The only places I could find it, I found it at Breitbart. I found it at Real Clear Politics. That was it. Nowhere else. It, in fact, this piece for American Spectator, I had to type up my own transcripts. I, yeah, I had to go go find the hearings on YouTube and listen to the exchange and type it up because no one even reported on it. So, so I'm sitting there wondering, you know, five hundred seventy thousand to thirty-two hundred. How? Why? Who? Who did? What, what? What does this mean? And and am I the only one interested in this? Is, is, yeah. is, is no one well, else even looking at it? Well, you're not. The, the caller we spoke to in the last segment raised exactly this issue. We're talking to Paul Kangor. Follow him right now, Dr. Paul Kangor, on uh, Twitter. The article is Pennsylvania bombshell. Biden, 99.4% versus Trump, 0.6%. Let me ask the big picture question, Paul. Uh, you're an expert on communism. You've written numerous superlative books on the subject. Are we we now are just a banana republic in America. Well, I, I mean, I don't know if we're there, but, but I mean, this is not good. I mean, when you can't have faith in, in, in elections, and, and, and i got to say, in Pennsylvania, I, I, I mean, this, I, I don't know how something like this could have happened. I mean, was this done electronically? Is this one of these so-called, quote-unquote, uh, algorithm situations, right, that Sidney Powell has been talking about? Uh, who literally has their finger on the button? And, and maybe even worse in getting to your banana republic question, is in the state of Pennsylvania, the, the mail-in ballot situation, Seb, is completely chaotic. And, and, and I've, gotten, I've gotten probably a dozen emails since I wrote this piece over the weekend from uh, professors, mathematicians, other professors in Pennsylvania, a guy retired from the Federal Reserve who's a Ph.D. economist, all these people writing to me trying to figure out how many mail-in ballots were sent out in the state of Pennsylvania. We're having trouble even nailing that down. And I can tell you on the Tuesday night, November 3rd, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, everybody thought it was maybe 1 million to 2 million mail-in ballots might have been sent out, probably maximum 2 million. Well, the very latest at the Pennsylvania Office of Secretary of State says that 3.1 million mail-in ballots were sent out. And, and, and something like 2.5 or 2.6 million were returned, which, by the way, is an astronomical return rate. I mean, that's like almost a 90% return rate. So, so you know, we're in So, what, what have we got? We've got, we got 30 seconds left, Professor Kango. Yeah. What, what does this all lead you to hypothesize? Well, what's so bad about this is that the Pennsylvania Supreme Court made this possible by going outside of its jurisdiction. Yes. The Pennsylvania legislator, the legislature makes, makes election laws. So, and, and you can't, and the Trump administration is trying to challenge through that same Pennsylvania Supreme Court, which keeps smacking them down when they challenge it. it. And I don't know if that's banana republic-like, but it's pretty disturbing. The Constitution is clear. It is the state houses that change the way elections are run, but that's not what happened in Pennsylvania. Follow him right now, Dr. Paul Kangor on Twitter, and check out his superb books wherever you get your books from. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. 
If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. An extremely important ruling in defense of religious liberty was handed down the day before Thanksgiving by the Supreme Court of the United States. It was a 5-4 ruling in defense of the Roman Catholic Diocese of Brooklyn and also a Jewish congregation. But it's not just a win for those two religious bodies. It's a win for religious liberty, coast to coast. For the first time in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, the Supreme Court of the United States, by that 5-4 majority, said this has gone on too long and government has overstepped its gone too far. And in defense of religious liberty, the court handed down a preliminary injunction. This is very different than how the Supreme Court has handled these issues since the beginning of the pandemic, and this will send a very clear signal. But just do the math. Five, four, and note this. Three of the five justices in defense of religious liberty, three of the five were nominated to the court by President Donald Trump. And they were confirmed by a Senate with a Republican majority. Elections have consequences. And right now, our focus, even as we celebrate this win for religious liberty, has to be on that special election in Georgia on the 5th of January. Elections have consequences, yes. And just remember, that win for religious liberty was one of the consequences of previous elections. Now we understand what's at stake. I'm Albert Moeller. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy for those considering careers in politics and policy.